Forest. Good morning, listeners. That's better. We're coming We're through coming loud live now. You clear. are listening to J Dashair eighty eight FM, Australia's only Jewish community radio station, and on the web J Dashair.com dot AU. Stay tuned. We've got two hours of a jam-packed program from 10 a.m. till 12 noon. And we're going to hit it off shortly with the famous James Bond theme as Morris is adjusting computer settings here. But we welcome everybody again Friday. And it's M&M again, Moisha. It's not the Triple M because our... Well, Host I've, I've hit the, uh, the theme Gary Mellon and it's not playing. There James you go. James Bond not playing at the moment. Let's he, try again with a with a bit of luck. It'll play to bring the show in and get kick off the, today's show. Fourth of August, the seventeenth uh, of Menachemov. There we go. We got it. It's all happening now, listeners. Mendel, this is a MGM production, but uh, oh, yeah. unfortunately for uh, another week, uh, Gary Gabriel is missing. Uh, I don't know, he might have been shot in the trenches, I'm not too sure. Uh, but uh, Gary, if you're listening, and I'm sure you are, say gesund, refor schlema, whatever uh, infections, diseases, viruses, uh, whatever you've got. Um, keep them to yourself, but um, uh, please call in at any time. Um, I booked you in for a call in at five past eleven o'clock. So uh, get a joke prepared, and uh, I'll put you on air, and uh, we can have a good laugh. But uh, we're looking forward to your return, hopefully next week. Mm. Um, because we can't do without you. It'll be Triple M next week. It'll the three M. M's. Mellon, Mond and Mendel. There you Mellon, go. Mendel and Mond, whatever you, you look go. at. Today it's M and N again, Moisha. Thank you for doing the panel. And how are you, Mendel? Baruch Hashem. Uh, I want Gary to get uh, on the men speedily. Gary, I think you should triple your uh, chicken soup, Yiddish penicillin. You've got That's to get it. three times the amount. May, maybe he's not having enough kreplach in the <laughs> soup or lobster. <laughs> yes, Gary, we miss you. And of the whole uh, crew here at JM misses you. But uh, with uh, Hashem's help, you'll be back fighting fit next week, Gary. And don't forget, listeners, you can ring in direct, have a chat to us, tell us what you're doing for for Erev Shabbos and your plans for Shabbos, 906920860, SMS 04045698. 
going to have a fun packed two hours, Morris, again. Absolutely, and absolutely. We've uh, got lots and lots to get through. Let's wish you, firstly, a Mazatov on your, on your blues again. Upset last week against oh, the leaders. Just absolutely wonderful. Oh, There's nothing better than beating Collingwood. <laughs> oh, I was just now I know say. that we've got a lot of Jewish <laughs> Collingwood supporters. Yeah. And uh, good morning to all of you. Good morning to all the uh, AFL Jewish supporters from all the clubs. But there's nothing like a Collingwood Carlton <laughs> um, match. Rivalry, it's the big. The rivalry yeah. goes back a long way, and yeah. it's intense, and yeah. sometimes it gets bitter. Mm. But uh, at the end of the day, um, the mighty Blues yeah. they uh, they and, did the job, and they're sitting uh, seventh on the, the ladder. Uh, they seventh or sixth? Seventh. I'm not too seventh. sure. Seventh is it? Yep. Um, Collingwood still. Uh, um, Still first on 64, Port second on 56. My team, the Brisbane Lions, sitting third equal with Melbourne fourth on 52. St Kilda, a lot of Jewish Yeah, there's going to be a lot of Jews at the uh, Carlton St Kilda match uh, this coming Sunday. What a day to have. It'll be capacity crowd. You'll see a lot of uh, Kippa in the club colours. Kippot. Kippot. Yes, St Kilda sitting uh, fifth. Then yes, and Kilda G- might beat Carlton because Carlton have got a lot of injuries. GWS, yeah. and then we follow Carlton 7th, as I mentioned. And to round off the 8, the Bulldogs, they're there playing tonight. They're in just scraping in the 8. They're playing the Tigers this evening, MCG. Yes. Geelong's out of the 8 by a by a, a, a game and also Sydney and Richmond's uh, in contention but it, highly unlikely yeah. but yeah it's going to be anyway a we'll see what happens big, there's big still game. a ways to go and injuries the mm. injuries always part, plays a big part round 21 in, uh, it is Moisha so it's not long to go yeah, the I've countdown got an error information on the screen but Beautiful. let's hope that won't affect us um, anyway um what uh, what shall we start with? Well, well, first of all, to remind people that it's Friday the 4th of August, 2023, which is Yom Shishi, and it's Yud Zayn Menachem Av, that is the 17th of Av, Tafshin Fei Gimel, 5783. The Pasha for the week is Akev, uh, that's in Sefer Devarim, and we'll talk about that later. Shabbat comes in at 5.16pm. And the Moitzah Shabbos begins, that is, Havdalah comes in at 6.17pm. Today is the 216th day of the year. We're getting close to the end of the Gregorian 12-month calendar. Mm -hmm. Only 149 days to go to round out the 365. Now, I can tell you, Mendel and all the listeners, that the Eruv is kosher for this coming Shabbat. So that's good news means that everyone can uh, enjoy the uh, the freedom of the Eruv. That means that you can push your strollers and you can carry and oh, you can do all these wonderful things. Now, um, what about the weather? Let's see what the weather's going to be today and importantly also the, uh, uh, for tomorrow being Shabbat, walking, Moshe, walking the to Shabbos. lighting times. Oh, uh, the candlelight times? Yeah, I, I said that. Shabbat, okay. 516. I've got 517. That's what uh, I'm 517, you're query. still within the 18-minute 18, 18 uh, period. So there's an 18-minute period, eighteen minute leeway yes. that the rabbis uh, enacted 
to give people a chance that if they're driving a car and they need to get back home, they've got 18 minutes to do it. Otherwise, you've got to get out of your car, you've got to leave it in the middle of the street, and you've got to walk. Or in blazing saddles, you get off your horse. Well, that's it. <laughs> and yes. listen, what about the time of termination of Shabbos, 6.17pm? I'm looking uh, at a few you're, different you're right. Signs. You're right on the, uh, yep. on the ball there. Now, the trend is the following weeks we're having... Um, the days are getting longer. The days are getting longer. 6.22 p.m. 6.27. Shabbos comes in later, but, uh, it, but extends later. We won't mention daylight saving because that's a topic no, uh, Gary doesn't yes, like. That's Oof. it. What a make him yeah, happy today, Gary. Exactly right. It means anyway, he's got to get up early to milk the cows. Moisha, just talking about the calendar, we'll go yeah. back to Wednesday this week, the 2nd of August, yep. corresponded Important to day. the 15th of Av. Yeah. At Tuba'av, Tesvav. That's it. Now, listen, Morris, I was looking at that number 15, and normally you would write it Yudhei. That's right, and which there's is a God's ca- name. Yeah, we're not allowed to write it in that form. It's a Kabbalistic Correct. reasoning, and my yeah. thinking is along these lines. If it's uh, desecrated on a piece of paper or someone's, uh, you know, it, it has to have the respect, and that's why we're using Tesvav. Am I right? Correct. Yeah, and the 15... You look at that number, it's got a lot of Kabbalistic uh, correlations. You look at the 15th of uh, Nisan, yep. uh, the first day of Pesach, the 15th of Tishrei, first day of Sukkot, yep. uh, and you look at uh, the New Year tr- for trees, the 15th of Shvat, and throughout the calendar, 15 plays a big important yeah, role exactly so keep that right. in mind because it's mid it's mid month and the middle of the and month the is full moon. when the moon's at, at the it. peak it's wanes in the middle yep and uh, very spiritual the, the night and before and it's also important for the agricultural seasons as yeah. well which all of the three festivals Shlashragalim yeah Shavuot and Sukkot were agricultural yeah Moisha just before we go on we'll just uh, yeah. recap um, because a lot of listeners don't know what this 15th of uh, Menachem Av is, you know. It's not even on the calendars of old. Some, yes. You know, so... Tell us all about tell it. Us a, well, I'll tell you a bit because we didn't have time last week. Yeah. But, uh, according to some of the sages, including Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel, he quotes that there were no greater festivals for Israel than the 15th of Av and Yom Kippur, taken from the Talmud Ta'anit 26b. And the Talmud goes on to list several joyous events which occurred on the 15th of the month of Av. And you'll, you'll tell me a few, Morris, that I may have missed out. Though he mentioned the dying of the generations of the Exodus ceased on that day. The tribes of Israel were permitted to intermarry, and specifically the tribe of Benjamin, Benyamim, was permitted to re-enter the community. Hoshia ben Ella. E-L-A-H, opened the roads to Yerushalayim on that 15th of Av. And also one of the important events was the the people, the dead of Beitar after the Bar Kokhba rebellion were allowed to be buried. And you're looking at the year there about... 138 of the common era, Moshe. Am I right on those historical events? Absolutely. And they say that the week prior to the 15th of Av Tisha uh, these five events of the 15th of Av um, 
have a common theme behind them. It uh, negates those bad events and talks about the theme of Achavas Yisrael, the love of a fellow Jew, the practice of which eradicates the cause of the exile, the Golis, and therefore automatically the Golis itself is what uh, it's all about. But it's all about love and romance. Yes, in, Isra- in Israel <laughs> it's actually called Chag Ha-Ahava, ha- ha- which means the festival of love. love. And Moshe, don't forget, in years gone by, the uh, the maidens used to dance in the vineyards, in the vineyards of Yerushalayim, in yep. their splendor white gowns and tried to get a, sh- a shidduch. Well, yeah, that's true and if you're a man, uh, you went in there yeah, and uh, have a choice. You, you grab somebody and uh, that was it. A shade of metal. Um, but I'm so, not yeah. theme, just talking about, there's a whole lot of events that are coming up this Shabbos for, for Tuba Av and uh, you know, matchmaking, speed dating in the Yiddish community. One I'd like to uh, give a little publicity to yeah. is uh, the event happening tonight Erev Shabbos at uh, Chabad St Kilda. They're having a singles dinner for the 22 to 36-year-old age group. So we can't... Well, <laughs> we're I'm, I'm out of that. We're out of that. 6 p.m. start. Now, we've had the rabbi in the studio a couple of weeks ago, Rabbi Ephraim uh, Block and his Rebetzin Shaina. They're running this from their home, Chabad St Kilda. Book early because I think there's very limited spaces left. I'll give you their phone number. Zero four one two one seven three three one five. Repeat that just slowly, Mendel, because people have to run to get their pencils. <laughs> and their blahs uh, of me you know, the blah pens. Yeah, they're big. Zero four one two. Yep. One seven three three one five, or go directly to trybooking.com forward slash all capital letters C J O J G. There There's the f- event I'm publicising. I reckon there will be a great event. And uh, uh, you along. might get some shiduchim happening there. They're going to do this uh, every couple of months. Oh, wonderful. And, uh, to get the Yiddish... Uh, we might ask them to fun. increase the age up to uh, like <laughs> 80 plus. Then yeah. we can get in. And a magnificent smorgasbord tonight for Shabbos. You get along there if you're in that age group and uh, you'll have fun. And uh, Moshe, what else can you tell me? Anything? Well, events? I can tell you. Do you know that I said to you the fifteenth day of a Hebrew month signifies something agricultural? Yep. And so, the uh, according to the Mishnah, Tubav was a Jewish ju- a joyous holiday in the days of the Temple in Yerushalayim. But importantly, it marked the beginning of the grape harvest. Yeah. So there you got the agricultural connection. And also, I just forgot another yeah. one that I studied when I was young. They finished the cutting of the wood Correct. for the altar, for the base yeah. in the in those times on that day. And that's, that's yeah, an important thing. celebrated the wood offering yeah. brought in the temple. Yeah, Moshe. I've got to I remember all these facts. Yeah. yeah. Any more that we should reflect um, on? No, I think we've uh, really covered, covered mostly. Jewish but, uh, Valentine's Day? Well, that's what uh, a lot of people call it, but in effect, we don't really have a Valentine's Day. No, that's a sort of a pagan custom, isn't it? Valentine's, you give roses and chocolates, you know. Yeah, for Uh, your loved ones. You should do that every day, uh, especially Shabbos. We prefer prefer to give gefilte fish (laughs) and chocolates. What about a bit of... uh, 
um, Schmaltzherring. Schmaltzherring, <laughs> all that sort of anyway, stuff. Moisha, let's have a look at some other events which are relevant to the um, the 17th of Av, yeah. two days after the uh, the, the hug yes. of uh, Tuba Av. Well, the we'll 17th of Av is today. The 17th, yeah, but I'm telling you, two days ago, the 15th, which corresponded to my Yom Haledet, Moshe. Ah, oh, happy um, birthday. Thank you very much. Right, so uh, where's the cake? Uh, Gary Gatemacher. Oh, Gary, <laughs> get in here with, uh, with Mendel's still, cake. Better still, I'll buy a winning lotto ticket. For oh, for I tell you what, someone won the 100. Two, 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 two won the 100 mil. Maybe Gary was one of them. A single guy? Yeah. From uh, Melbourne, well, both a, from Melbourne. A single individual. And uh, well, an individual is single, um, and uh, and a and a group. Did you have a shot last night? I didn't. I didn't one. have a shot. The only shot I had was a shot of whiskey. Oh, good on you, Moisha. Yeah, for for Tubav, yeah, for Tubav. Moisha, I'm going to look at some events for the 17th. Yeah. of of as you said, it's please Yud, do Yud Zayn. Yep, Menachem Av, or yeah. if you're just of yeah, and in on this date. In 1946, the British government ordered all illegal immigrants bound for Palestine to be deported to the camps on the island of Cyprus. Right. In- internment camps. Correct, Moshe. According to the terms of the British White Paper of 1939, immigration to Palestine was limited at that time to 75,000 Jews over a period of 10 years. And following the end of World War II, many Holocaust survivors had nowhere else to go, so they crammed onto old ships bound for the Holy Land. Some ships succeeded in slipping through the British naval blockade and unloading their human cargo on desolate beaches. Several ships sank in uh, tragic circumstances. Other ships were apprehended and the passengers sent to uh, British detention camps, complete with barbed wire, Moisha at the time, military towers and guards. Shocking uh, uh, conditions. You oh, know, terrible. For the year. Terrible. You know, absolutely. What the British did mm. in um, forcing the ships back to Germany yeah. was uh, absolutely despicable. And as we know, everybody knows, the, uh, the Exodus was the most famous uh, immigrant ship from this era, and today, one of the ships uh, by the name of Af Af Hyphen Alp Af Alp, which means in spite of it all, stands in, in a museum in Haifa in Eretz Yisrael. Have you right. seen that one? No, I haven't. I, have, I think I've seen some photos in some of the travel guides, okay. but I didn't get to see it. If you're in Eretz Yisrael next time, have a look at that ship, Af Alp. So there's a bit of history. Right. Let's have a look what else happened on the 17th of Menachem Of. And oh, a tragedy, Moshe, and you'll be able to reflect a few uh, points on this. The 1929 Hevron Massacre. Terrible. A terrible thing. We must zichron yep. these zichronot, yep. uh, these events not to uh, forget. A lot of historians mark that time, that date, and what happened as the start of the whole issue with what's going on today between mm. Israel and so-called Palestinians mm. and the whole conflict, etc. They, they take that date as the starting point. Yep. 
And let's have a look at what happened on that day. In that, on that, it was actually a Shabbos when this occurred in 1929 on the uh, 17th of Av, corresponded to the 24th of August then. S- 67 deaths, Moshe, probably 60 plus injured, and Arabic extremists with false rumors that the Yitin was slaughtering Muslims in Yerushalayim and were planning to attack the Al Asker. Well, this has been an ongoing thing. You've exactly. got the BDS movement that is uh, throwing out their false accusations, mm. lies. Now, um, it's terrible. Hev- Hebron, or Hebron in those times, was part of uh, mandatory Palestine, and uh, the Arabs incited. To, to violence by rumours that the Jews were planning to seize control of the Temple Mount in Jerusalem. The event also left scores seriously wounded or maim, maimed. Yeah. Jewish homes were pillaged. Synagogues were ransacked. On Shabbos this happened. Some of the 435 Jews who survived were hidden by local Arab families, although the extent of this phenomenon is debated. Soon after, all Hebron's Jews were evacuated by the British authorities. Many returned in 1931, two years later, but almost all were evacuated at the outbreak of the next uh, Arab revolt in Palestine, which happened in 1936. I think it went for three years, Moisha, till 39, and the massacre formed part of the 1929 Palestine riots in which a total of 133 Jews and 110 Arabs were killed, the majority of the latter by British police and military, Banditten, and and brought the centuries-old Jewish presence in Hebron to an end. The massacre, together with that of Jews in Safed, sent shockwaves through the Jewish communities in Palestine and around the world. It led to the reorganisation and development of the Jewish paramilitary organisation known as the Haganah, which later became the nucleus of the IDF, the Israel Defence Forces, Svah Haganah Yisrael. Sad event. We should actually be saying a tefillah tomorrow in Shul in honour of the fallen of Hebron, and I think some some, uh, mainstream shuls mention it. It's an incredible phenomenon that... um, before the Holocaust, um, there were a number of extreme Jewish organizations in Israel that actually sided with Germany, what you might call the Nazis, because of the situation with the British in what is now Israel. Um, and... Um, it's just an incredible situation that there were these groups of uh, Jewish uh, um, extreme um, anti-British um, organisations in Israel that actually were you might you might say, you, you could say pro Germany and Nazis at mm. the time. This is before the Holocaust. Yeah, this yeah. is in the late twenties, early thirties. Uh, leading up to the Second World War. Yeah, let's have a look at um, and don't forget the the uh, the historical significance of Hebron, Moshe, the uh, the site of the tomb of the patriarchs. Yeah, 
Yes, absolutely. Exactly. Of course, Marat HaMachpilah. Machpilah, exactly. Let's have a look at some other history. The Tantas is Jewish history for the 17th of Av. Have you got anything there, Moshe, that you can reflect on? No, uh, I'm leaving it all in your good Let's hands, have a look Mendel. what they say here on the sites. They're saying, um, uh, let's have a look. The... Um, the the uh, the birth date of Regina Jonas, who was the first female rabbi in history, happened on the seventeenth of Av in nineteen o two. Okay. Yep. And also on this uh, day, it's not exactly. Uh, there's a debate when it actually happened. The Nazis um, raid uncovered Anne Frank's hiding place in 1944. Anne Frank. Yeah, there's a debate whether it was on the 16th or 17th of... of. Uh, Some other events that happened around this time. Uh, Let's have a look. There was a a prisoner uprising at Treblinka in 1942. Right. There should have been more of them in the early days. 42, there was an uprising there. Uh... And around this period also, the dates, it uh, it says the Olympic Games were taking place in Berlin, 1936. Yes, very famous. At this period in August. Yeah, and Hitler opened the Games. Yeah, very famous Games. Yeah, which led to a lot of... uh, Contention with Jesse Owens. Jesse Owens running, should he run, should he not. Also, one other bit to conclude on the history of the day is that uh, you might have heard of this guy future financer Jacob Schiff, S-C-H-I-F-F, arrived in the United States in 1865 yep. and became a, uh, a, a gevier, is it yeah, Yiddish? Absolutely. And a great philanthropist, yeah? Yes, absolutely. And the Schiff family, they're famous for a lot of uh, institutions. Yes, there were Schiffs in Melbourne as well. Mishpacha, no yeah, doubt. Well, Schiff. Most pro- could be. Which means ship sure. in Yiddish. A shift. A shift. Yeah. That's about all we have today, Moshe. Okay. But that's uh, uh, today on uh, in the Jewish calendar, you'd say the 17th of Menachemav. Now, in terms of the weather, um, mm. so today it's going to be ni- a top of 19, a little rain developing and windy. Uh, the chance of rain developing is 90%, but it's going to be likely from the late morning. And uh, there's going to be damaging winds possible about the nearby hills. Do you you live on a hill, Mendel? No, no, no. A fool on a hill was a good song. Moshe, I just got a a text here from one of our listeners. uh, What's his name? Uh, Jeff. Thanks, Jeff. He he looked up something of interest to you, Moshe. Cuba's first synagogue was uh, founded by 11 American Jews on this date in 1906 on the 17th of Menachem Have you been to Cuba? I've never been to Cuba and that's why I don't smoke cigars. <laughs> April sun in Cuba. There you thanks. go. Anyway, Moshe, it's time for some music. Yeah, and, and now I remember the Schiff that went to Mount Scopus. His name was Jeffrey Schiff. Jeff Schiff. And wasn't there a Danny Schiff who became there a There could Rolf? have been a Danny Schiff that became a reform, reform rabbi. Reform, very well uh, Very well uh, known, and I went to one of his lectures at... Uh, and there was a Jacob Schiff in that family of yeah, Lebonim. Yeah, yeah. In the reform. But anyway, uh, he gave a lecture on uh, Jonathan Sachs' uh, principal... Um, uh, 
Beautiful. concepts and theories and and uh, sayings etc. And books, and it was absolutely fantastic. Moishe. Danny Schiff, Rabbi Danny Schiff. Time to play some music. As uh, they just say just in before Yiddish. we do that, tomorrow yep. on Shabbos, yeah, it's going to be cloudy. Yeah, it's going to be thirty percent rain. And what do you reckon the temperature is going to be on Saturday? I reckon nineteen. It's been go 19 down. Go down. Fifteen. Put your thermometer down. Still down. Yeah, they've changed it. Twelve. It's going to be thirteen degrees on Saturday. Wow. So you'll have to wear your thermals on the, on your way to shore. In the lot, going to be thirty nine forty. Thirty nine degrees, mm-hmm. and in very thirty six. Yeah. It's it's. It was a heat wave. It's, it's dropping. It's it's, it's warm like you would not believe <laughs> in Israel. Comes in. In fact, in the whole of Europe, it's just yeah. unbelievable. And it's dropping now. They've yeah. had the, the hottest July ever recorded in history. Well, there you go. Yep. So, Moshe, ready to so spiel? What are we doing now? We're going to play a CD. Uh, yep. So uh, I've got to get the, uh, the monitor working properly, otherwise uh, it'll be uh, Some music to get terrible. the show Labadik and Freilich. on. Freilich Let me uh, hit the play button and I'll put Let's the see CD what happens. up. We'll see what happens and hopefully this will work. Don't forget to call in 9069-2086. Don't forget the membership drive, j-air.com.au. Click on membership. It's only $54 a year, and you're doing a great mitzvah, keeping Australia's only Jewish community radio station afloat. And don't forget the SMS, 0404-556988. While Morris is trying to... uh, Play well, some music. I've got the CD player on. I've hit the play button. And we should have some music soon. If not, we'll continue chatting on 10K Radius every Friday morning from 10 a.m. till 12 noon. And we're not getting some mu- no music on. We're getting nothing. Nothing. Um, so. The player's on. It's up. Now, there is the doorbell. No, Mendel, I think uh, that one's out. We'll try another. We'll uh, try another track in a may, minute. Maybe the plug's not. All right, yet. listen, Moisha. Um, let's talk on the music theme. Yeah, it's been in the news all this week. The forthcoming tour of yes. Sir Paul McCartney. Now, do you know that his first name is not Paul? Pinchas. Is it? No, <laughs> no, no. That's his middle name. Is that? Now, you know, a lot of people they. Uh, they use the middle name. Um, we'll try the CD player later. Turn it off for the moment. But um, his first name actually is James. I didn't know that. So, you know, you can go up to him and say, how you doing, Jimmy? <laughs> but anyway, tell us a bit. Big why, news. Why, why are you mentioning Paul McCartney? What's the big yichus well, about Paul McCartney? <laughs> Very good question. I know that you? he's coming here, but yeah, what's he got been to do with uh, all week? What's he got to do with us Jews? He's not circumcised, is he? He's got a big connection with uh, Jewish. Uh, hold on, well, I said circumcised. I didn't talk about <laughs> big connections. Big connections here with his uh, Medelach. He's. Uh, I'll talk about that shortly. Okay. So the lives of others today, we're going to look at uh, Sir Paul McCartney, who's coming, I think, 21st of August to Melbourne to do one show and five or six others around Australia at the young age of 81. Amazing. Sir Paul You know, he always looked young. He always has. He never aged. No. He looks a little bit wrinkled now, but... 
it was amazing for all of those years that he was part Rockin of the Beatles. And, yeah, the Fab Four. He looked like a 14-year-old. He did. He had beautiful skin. Mm. He had a young face. Smiling all the time. Always smiling, yeah. always this, that and the other. Mm. Amazing. He was the... Uh, the uh, the Mr. Nice Guy out of the four and Ringo's probably similar. He was yeah. always smiling. Yeah, he's still still yeah, going. Yeah. Now, what's the connection with Paul and and us Jews? Well, the current wife, whose name is Nancy Chevel. Yeah, correct, Moisha. Yeah, Chevel. Yeah. He's married to her. Yeah. And she and they've actually been married. For 12 years. Correct. And so she's in like, 2011. Yeah. She's 63. Right. They met in 2007 when Paul was actually still married to that lady with the, the wooden leg or something. Yeah, Linda Heather, Eastman. No. Oh. That's a long time ago. Heather Mills. Oh, Heather Mills was Heather the Mills was his varb at the time. One, she had one leg, yes. Yeah. But... Um, that was history. He fell in love with this Yiddish maidel, Nancy Chevelle. Yeah. And her estimated worth is something around $200 million, oh, I know she, you like f- figures. She, she's poor compared to uh, oh, good Paul. old James Paul. Paul, have James a guess Paul, what he's, he's worth. worth a bill. I'll give you his exact figure. He's worth, in American dollars, $1.2 billion. There you go. One of the wealthiest musicians in the world. Absolutely. He's compared... Still, he's still making a few bucks out of every oh, Beatle record. One, yeah. Compared to Ringo, yeah. he's worth a, a bob or two, $350 million. Probably the world's uh, wealthiest drummers, yes. Ringo Starr, because yes. he's still going there. He's he? drumming all the way to the bank. Yeah. and he's But Paul... Kolakavod, 1.2 US billion, which is how much Australian oh, these days? Oh, about 1.8. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, 1.7. Um, now, the background to this Nancy's current Yiddish wife is that she studied uh, transportation at Arizona State University. Right. She was a former member of the board of the New York Metropolitan Transportation Authority. Yeah, she's a clever woman. Clever, it's like a yeah. cop. Yeah. She worked as a vice the president of the New England Motor Freight, yep. which her family owned for generations right through. That's why she's got so much guilt. Exactly. And, um, but that company racked up millions of uh, dollars in debts in 2019, four years ago. So from then, she went into... um, What did she go into after that, Moshe? I'm not sure. She went into other business, Geschäften, but the the business went uh, Zukma, like that. And uh, that's a bit of background on her, but when you look at... um, what else she's done? Um, uh, what? Uh, let's have a look at Paul. Okay. Now, do you know that uh, he married her in 2011 in the Mary Blow, Merrill, Mary Blow Bone Town Hall? Wow. Merrill Bone Town. I don't know how to say the blooming word, but anyway, uh, it's in the obviously in London. Yeah. Um, it's the name of the uh, the cricket club there. Lords? Um, yeah. Uh, it's called the Maribyrnong oh, yes, Cricket Club. But yeah, anyway, yeah. in that town hall, 
And uh, you know what they did on Yom Kippur? No. What? They went to shul. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, else do you do on Yom oh, yeah, Kippur? There was photos in the paper. You're right, Moshe. Yes. Of so, Paul wearing a yarmulke. There you go. Yeah. So he's very Jewish orientated. Yeah. Oh, is he ever? Yeah. Now, um, I don't know about the big connection, what he's done with that, but uh, he's very uh, it, Jewish uh, orientated. Yeah. Let's have well, a look. Well, he likes the Yiddish Meidlach. Does he ever way. now? Because, as you mentioned before, his first wife was a Yiddish girl by the name of Linda Eastman. Correct. Daughter of um, Russian immigrants who, who came to New York. Yep. And they had a daughter, Stella. Right. Very big in the um, fashion world, who was uh, the maternal, uh, whose maternal grandfather, Stella, was a guy called Max Linder. You right. heard of that? He was the founder of the Linder Corporation, the largest women's uh, clothing store in Cleveland, Ohio. Right. So already sh- the Schmutter business. So is he it, sold a few Schmutters. He did Max Linder. Yeah. Now, do you know Linda Eastman? Yeah. You know that uh, George Eastman started Kodak. Yeah. The, uh, for, but yep. let me tell you, no connection. No connection. Exactly. People related. Yeah. It's nothing connected. No, yeah. no connection anyway, between the two Eastmans. I'm going to mention that shortly, yeah. Morris. Uh, Paul and Linda Eastman married in 1969. Unfortunately, she died in uh, 1998 yes, from yes. breast cancer. Yeah, 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 that was a tragedy. She was a singer in her own right. Yes, she was part of Wings. Yep, exactly. Uh, Linda's father, a chap by the name of Lee Eastman, was an entertainment lawyer who right. represented the Beatles after the late Brian Epstein passed away. So right. there's Yiddish connections yep. all the way through here. And she had an auntie who was her father's sister, exactly. who was a very, very famous uh, researcher in medicine, and she found some um, uh, some some cure for something or other yeah. that has uh, saved millions of lives. Now, when Linda's father was uh, was appointed their manager, uh, lawyer, John Lennon uh, started uh, kicking up a fuss because he wanted another, a different Yiddish guy, Alan Klein, who was the former manager of the Rolling Stones to be the Beatles' manager. And there was a big uh, big quarrel here. And uh, Well, it was Brian Epstein, yeah. wasn't it? Well, he was the original... Uh, uh, Beatles manager, but here we had two years, a lawyer and an accountant going against each other, and that's how the Beatles actually broke up. One of the reasons why they broke up, really? would you believe that? Yeah, wow. okay. uh, Linda's brother, yeah. a chap by the name of John Eastman, took over the proceedings from his father Lee and remained the manager right through. Right. John Eastman, the Nacha Yiddish connection there. Now, before Paul met Linda. He was actually, uh, he had a Jewish, uh, he, uh, did he have an affair with this screenwriter, Francie Schwartz? I Is, don't know. I think they've kept, they've kept that one under wraps. <laughs> oh, I found something there. Really? Yeah, yeah. Well, what well, have you dug up there? Yeah, for 10K Radius that right. he had an affair with this Yiddish girl, yeah. Francie Schwartz. Right. And uh, at that time... In 1968, he was actually engaged to Jane Asher and led to the breakup of his engagement and he went on to marry Linda in the end because 
The Francy was only a short-lived wow. thing. So he's been with Yiddish Amadlech all the way through. Unbelievable. And the, the media doesn't tell you much about this, you know. No. Well, 10K no. Radius does. Yeah, now, course. there's another connection here. We'll talk about Ringo. He's married to a Yiddish girl. Really? Barbara Bach. Now, you know what he, she's famous for? Being one of the modern girls. Oh, really? And a great actress in her own right. And, and a playboy model at one stage right. when she was young. Maybe yeah. she's a drumette. Maybe. And you're, you're, a, you're, a, you're, you're part of that clan, uh, Mendel. Yeah. You're a drummer as well. Yeah, I don't get the uh, I don't get into the high flyers like these. Right. Do, you re- <laughs> do you reckon Ringo could play the drums? He's well? very good, very good drummer, straight and neat and very good. Uh, Barbara Bach was born actually. Her real name was Barbara Goldbach, and she was born in Jackson Heights in Queens. Was she any relation to Bert Bacharach? No relation whatsoever. A long marriage, Ringo and Barbara. You think about it. What they're still married? Still married? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Long marriage, that one. So today we've paid tribute on 10K Radius to uh, Sir Paul oh, McCartney. I wonder whether the Beatles got together at a Pesach Seder. You never know. But <laughs> Paul so loves the, the Yiddish Amadalach. Oh, I'm yeah. going to play a tiny bit of... Uh, we should w- invite him in here. When he's when in he's Australia. On tour. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe I'll invite him to Katanga. <laughs> Get him a blue and white yellowka. Give him some uh, schnapps and uh, some whiskey with uh, Schmaltz herring. Yeah, we're going to play something. Oh, what do you what do you got minute? there? It sounds like it's coming out of your. Uh, no. What do you got, Mendel? Something. What do you What are you playing? You're going to play a Beatles, a Beatles yeah, uh, repertoire. Hold on, listeners. Mendel's trying this is to. Uh, pause. All right. This is not through the computer system. Hope of deliverance. So versatile was his material. He, he was incredible. He could play classical, pop, yeah. rock. And piano, as well Everything. as being a bass guitarist, singer, and very harmonies. Very talented, very oh, talented. And he cannot read music. Plays all by ear and by uh, just simple chords, you know. Doesn't read music. Really? Yeah. Amazing. Amazing talent. And uh, you'll well, be battling to get go. tickets. It'll be all sold out. I think oh, he's only doing the one show. But he puts in so much. Now. Two and a half hour shows, I believe he does. I saw him back in 1993 at the MCG with the Wings. Do you Fantastic. know? Do you know that I had tickets to their show? It was at Festival Hall. Remember Festival Hall, the old uh, sure do. TV ringside? But anyway, uh, I got tickets to that, and you would not believe it. I had a terrible cold with a high temperature, and I couldn't go. Now, that ticket is behind my bed in our old house, where you have to take the better part to get to it. But I reckon it'd be worth a bit of money. bit of money? I reckon a million dollars. Well, I should go back to my old home in Kew. And rip apart the uh, the bed if they haven't done it already, and found the ticket, and uh, put it on eBay. And say to the current owners, whatever I get, I'll repair the bed, and uh, we'll go fifty fifty. But anyway, oh, bit of Paul McCartney to see us out. Yeah, there you go. So we've still got another uh, fifteen minutes to go, okay, Mendel, um, before the hour. I'll get you so, to do a couple uh, of shout-outs while we get our next well, topic let's on do board. A few, we uh, might shout outs be, yeah, and, and we'll get a bit of music up before we do our next segment while you're doing that. Yep, absolutely. 
Now, uh, Mendel, you come around and see whether you can get this uh, Bloomin' CD player to work because I just uh, can't do it. But the CD player monitor is on, etc., etc. And now, a bit of hate a few announcements. And away we go. Um, Try this, Moshe. All right, uh, play. Hit it. Okay, we're going to try it now. Here we go. Why did you? You've got, you've got, got the magic hat. You've got the, the magic finger. Here we go. Hope you enjoyed that one. I just got a little bit to add on that Paul McCartney's story. Uh, yes, Mendel. M- Moshe? Yeah. John Lennon quoted this. Yep. Showbiz is an extension of the Jewish religion. Really? Uh, yep. Yeah, but but uh, he said this, but is Paul McCartney one, one of the four English rock stars to have defiled an unofficial boycott by uh, performing in Israel, who actually l- lived it, you know? Because we forgot to mention, against all uh, opposition, yeah. Paul McCartney performed in Eretz Yisrael. He was banned from performing with the Beatles there in the 60s because the government, Ben-Gurion, said that uh, this would be deemed to potentially 
be injurious to Israeli youth, the Beatles music in the 60s. Goodness gracious. Yeah. So he performed for the first time in Israel, uh, Sir Paul McCartney, in 2008 yep. to a capacity crowd of about 60,000 in Tel Aviv's Yarkon Park. That's a bit of history that, to sum that, it all up. That is incredible. Yeah, against all these people, rock stars who say boycott Israel yep. and don't play there in BDS, Zoso going in yum, as we say in Yiddish, yep. and Paul, you, you've stood up and you've kolakavod. Wonderful. Thank That's you it. very much for that. Kolakavod to uh, James Paul McCartney. S- yeah. Now, uh, I know that uh, our, the boss of bosses, Robert, He's jumping up and down in the car because I haven't played the disclaimer. I haven't done a station ID. Mm. So I think we better do a station ID. Thanks, uh, Robert. Otherwise, he's going to march in here. And we get, get the sack. And uh, we're we- going to get the sack. So here we go. If I can get it to play, of course. I don't know don't why. Don't forget, it, he has to allow for you being a rookie panel operator. Well, that's it. Well, you'd think You're I wasn't an apprentice. a rookie anymore. But uh, for some odd reason. Half a dozen on your own. For some reason, it hasn't been playing even with Sion Meltzer the last few years. Oh, here we go. Here we go. for the views and opinions expressed by its presenters or guests. J-Air presents a wide variety of views and opinions, which is to the benefit and purpose of community radio. Thank you very much. Now, what about membership, uh, Mendel? Yeah, just, I've mentioned that twice uh, already this morning. Oh, have you? Yep, $54. I'm, I'm, you I'm can a, repeat it. I must it. have been sleeping. J-Air needs your membership... It keeps us on air. Did you know that? For only $54 per year, your membership enables us to pay our bills and provide quality radio. I think this is even better than quality radio, like the show you're currently listening to. Join up via our website, j-air.com.au, and give us your 54 bucks. Now, uh, Robert, here we go. You are tuned into you the Habbo radio station everyone loves. J-Air 88 FM. On air 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. And online at j-air.com.au. And uh, that's it. We're on 10K Radius. That's MGM Productions. Without M&M the, only today. Without the G. Yeah, hope you're uh, feeling better, Gary. Uh, Gary, I hope you're listening, and uh, yeah, I expect uh, a phone call uh, just after the hour. Anyway, let's uh, kick on, Moshe. Let's, let's kick on. We've got a few announcements here, uh, Mendel, so I'll go through the few announcements. We'll give a, a few shout-outs and muzzle tovs if you've got a few there yourself, Mendel. So first of all, no, in no chronological order, there's a JNF annual event on Thursday the 7th of September, so it's still a while off, but... It features Noah Tishby. She's a good-looking Sheila, Noah Tishby, let me tell you. Uh, she's an actress, but she's an advocate for uh, important uh, campaigns, etc., Israeli. And, of course, also Lieutenant General Aviv Kochavi. He was the former IDF uh, chief. So they're going to be the... Uh, they're going to be uh, the feature uh, acts at uh, this uh, JNF annual event. Uh, now, Tishbi, actor, author, and activist, and Lieutenant General Aviv Kochavi, IDF Chief of Staff, from January 2019 to January 2023. So that's exactly uh, four years. That's how long their their posts last for. 
Um, book now at jnf.org.au forward slash Vic, V-I-C, hyphen Gala, G-A-L-A, or call on 1300-563-563. That's going to be a, a fantastic annual event to go to. The second announcement is in regards to the FAB. This is a funding a funding initiative. Um, you can receive a fee, a fee assessment at your school of choice. What it is that uh, if you can't afford to go to a Jewish school, you can put a claim in or you could put your um, proposal in and you call Nahama Bendit on 0425 770 or 002 or go to admin at and these funds are guaranteed till year 12. So this will take your child right through or your children right through the school of your choice um, and receive, um, well, I don't know whether it's full fees or partial fees or whatever it is, but uh, call Nechama Bendit or go on to admin at jewisheducationfoundation.com. Nechama's phone number again, 0425 770 002. Um, have you got any announcement there, Mendel? Uh, well, I'll, I'll save mine for a bit later in the show because we've okay. got. I'd like to reflect. Uh, uh, people will probably see this announcement coming up on the death of uh, David Bardas this Wednesday. The, the, this past yep. Wednesday, I think the Levays today, Moshe, at of all places, yep. and some listeners can tell us why, in the Sorrento Cemetery. The Levay is Sorrento Cemetery. Yeah, the MCK website starts. Well, he likes the views. Yeah, and he's you been know. living down that way probably for well, a long time. Well, he most probably but has uh, got yeah. property out there. Let's say, uh, firstly, Moshe, those Baruch Dayan Emes to the family. Absolutely. A very big family. Known throughout Australia, and I think Very you well touched known. on the fact that his late wife was part of the Smorkins. Yep. Sandra Sandra Bardas unfortunately passed away in 2007 from cancer. Daughter of the late Victor Smorgan. Oliver Shalom. Yeah, Oliver Shalom. So let's reflect on the lives in the lives of others today on 10K Radius on David Bardas. What a great man he was. He uh, was. Certainly. You said she was. He was. He yeah. was. He was. Uh, and um, when his father died in 1959, David, at the age of 22, he was studying law at, Mon- at Melbourne Uni at the time, was uh, thrown into the, uh, in the deep end, you could say, into the uncle's business uh, that the father ran under the... Um, Sports craft, sports girl labels at the time, yep. and um, he was actually asked to fix fix up the business in inverted commas. Well, <laughs> you know, well he to, certainly, certainly yeah, did certainly, that. Well, certainly did, because at that time they were a small re- retail arm of the uh, the sports craft manufacturing group, was which was huge out in uh, Redfern Street Road, Hawthorne. They had the whole manufacturing facilities there at one stage, the mill. Uh, and sure, Moshe, as you mentioned, he did fix it all right. Sports Girl uh, went on to become, uh, you know, one of Australia's biggest retail fashion uh, uh, labels. In, uh, and in 1980, he established also the David Lawrence label. His middle name is uh, Lawrence, David Lawrence Bardas. 
that went okay. on from strength to strength right through Australia. It's an iconic light fashion label. Now, David Lawrence, yep. in 1994, he was forced to resign from the companies after an ill-timed expansion into um, developing the uh, the sports... Uh, the Sports Girl flagship store on Collins Street. That was very big news at the time. Remember that? Right, yeah. And um, which led him to a whole different events, in his, a turning point in his life, and he found himself at the age of 57 actually unemployed. So what he did, he didn't muck around. He went on to the Melbourne, he became a, a councillor, Melbourne City Councillor he was at the time, and he wrote a book about his experience there, called Clown Hall, all about what happens when you're a councillor. He saw the uh, the insights, you know, okay. what happened. He became president of the Gawler Foundation. He was a founding member of Life Be In It. All these charities he supported way back then, and he headed uh, fundraising of uh, at the Royal Children's Hospital, recording one year $19 million to his credit. In, in charity raised for the Royal Children's. He established the Melbourne City Lighthouse uh, Foundation for Homeless Youth. And uh, after all that, he went back into the business into retail property development. He's written um, something like 43 unpublished books and poetry. He's written a play uh, recently also, Moisha, called... Home for lunch about life after retirement. Right. I, from memory, there was a whole lot of news articles that he went down to Sorrento, Port Seaway, and you know, yep. lived in this big uh, mansion and so forth. We don't know much about him except what uh, the papers are saying today. This well, is what they're he saying. Was definitely a great man. Was he ever? He he was one of those. Again, one of the Eden who went from rags to riches. Yep. It's a common thread, yes. he, as they say. Um, let's reflect also on the fact, Moisha, we've got a few minutes, because the, he deserves the COVID yep. on In Lives of Others Today, the AO Award he received. And um, let's have a look. Uh, for distinguished service to the retail fashion industry, to the Jewish community, and through philosophy. Philanthropic contributions oh, that to, good. You, to you, the you indigenous yeah. education, cultural, social welfare, visual arts, and to medical organisations. What an effort he put in! Owner and managing director, as I mentioned, Sports School and Sportscraft, including his own brand, David Lawrence. Also, you remember the labels that he created earlier on with his uncles and father. A to the hour. Thank you, Moshe. Don't miss it. Find us on Facebook, just head to www.facebook.com forward slash J Air Radio. That's two R's. J Air Radio. You are listening to J Air 88 FM. We're back again, Mendel. Yeah, We're don't on forget. The hour at Eleven o'clock. Yes. A reminder: the Bond theme brings us in the second hour, yes, leading up till noon, high noon. Of course. Don't forget, Absolutely. Gary's going to hopefully ring through if he's uh, up to it. Gary, a yep. full shalema from all the crew and all the uh, the whole Jair. We would love to see you back in the studio ASAP. We wish you and Lily a git geben shabbos, 
into the whole machine. We're trying to get the bomb theme up and running. There it goes. Pointing your finger at me. Yeah, just what, to what sum up, do, David. Wrong? No, you've done a perfect job there, Moshe. Just to sum up, David Bardas before we for, go into the. Yeah, uh, what else was he part? Well, we have to. Uh, we mentioned he was born on the thirtieth of August, nineteen thirty-seven. Died on the second of August this year, two thousand and twenty-three. Eighty-six, Kanaanahara. He died peacefully, surrounded by family. Sorry, eighty-five, Moshe. Yeah. My my maths. I'm. I'm I'm trying to rush through so we give you time for your twatum. David was thoughtful, generous and encouraging. He was greatly loved, well beyond his immediate family. His impact was far-reaching. David will always be loved and remembered by his children. Let's uh, read them out. Belinda, Robin, Anna, Ellie, Morris and Ben and their partners Ben, Vince, Lisa and Carla. His grandchildren Leilana, Dakota, Cyan, who's passed away in, Cyan, Aliat, Max, Bodhi, Kanuka, Noah, Phoenix, and his sister, Helena, and her family. There's some interesting names there in that mishmoka. It's a large but family. David was an ex- exceptional human being. We've done our tribute today from, from M&M on 10K Radius. Baruch Dayan HaMS to the family. We're, we're, Melbourne Jury has lost a pillar of our society. Absolutely, absolutely. But uh, every time we walk past a sports girl shop or a sports craft... Think of David. Dovid. I actually, I, I, I always used to think of him when I was walking past those shops. Did you have uh, any opportunity to, to meet him or his late wife, no, Sandra no, Smorgan, no. from well, the I might, Q, I might have Q seen days? Them, but, uh, the yeah, most probably did see them. Yeah, yeah there's, absolutely. There's, there might be some more information coming through towards the end of the show, Moisha, okay. on that Levaya because it's very interesting. Yeah. Um, well, there'll be uh, some of uh, oh, the Jewish stock, news will uh, be Jewish, full. Uh, yeah, people there, a lot of Rabonim, oh, etc. Yeah. Et oh, they'll all be there. And let's just have a look what they're saying. Uh, no, no, are there? Oh, it's most probably happened. It's he it's happening now. The middle of I is at present, but they haven't. Uh, oh, right now, as we're yeah. on air. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this. Yep. Yeah. All right. Okay. Listen to this, uh, Mendel. If I can get it up. Presenters or guests, J Air presents a wide variety of views and opinions which is to the benefit and purpose of community radio. That's our disclaimer. Hello. And you're listening to 10K Radius on okay, J-Air, just hold one second. 88 FM. Well, we've got a phone call direct to the studio, so listeners stand by with a bit of luck. Gary, are you there? Yeah. 
Good morning, Bokatov, and a speedy recovery Rafua Shalima. How's oh, it? yes, I'm, I'm 95% there. Oh, lovely news. Beautiful. Am I on air? Or no, live, uh, live, directly on, live air. on air. So don't say anything Fire away. appropriate. Fire away, Gabrielle. You've been listening to the show? Uh, I haven't got a radio that picks up the signal, so <laughs> I have to... <laughs> You'll have to chat to Robert to we'll bring you one around. Robert, we, uh, we need a radio for Gary. Streaming, we're streaming, Gary. You can look on your phone. Uh, I've, got, I've, I've been streaming, but I can't stream and talk to you live at the same okay, time. Okay, right, we'll okay. So, Get uh, feedback. So what's going on in the, uh, in the Gary uh, world? Oh, look, I just wanted to tell you a couple of... Lighten up the day with a couple of Jewish jokes. Well, that's yeah. what we've been waiting for. Oh, well, on some uh, concerning news first, I don't know if you've mentioned this, yeah. but the Jewish Museum of London in Camden says it has to close. Mm, right. It's London's only Jewish museum to close its doors. Really? Because, you look it up on the internet, Camden, C-A-M-D-E-N. Yes, I've been it's through. A bit of a shame. I, I have driven through Camden. Is it Camden. near Golders Green? It's in that London area, yeah. yeah. Gary, did it's, you... uh, Ray Albert Street, London, Northwest. Oh, right. oh so Northwest, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yiddish area. Well, that's a that's a that's a terrible thing. Why are they closing yeah. up? They can't find the key to reopen it. <laughs> well, the reason is it says it had to close due to loss of income from the pandemic right. and decreasing visitor visitor numbers. You would think that there'd be a philanthropist. Somewhere around the joint that would say, "Yeah, I'll uh, I'll keep it open." I think you should get Sir Paul McCartney on that one. That's it. He's got a bit of game. bring up Paul. He's got a few dollars. Pinchas, he's got is. a Jewish connection, isn't he? Yeah, That's with it. he was in Lives of Others, Gary. Our first Lives of Others, Sir Paul, oh. and we did the late David Bardas just before the break. Yes. So. Uh, Thank you. Anyway, that's a bit of uh, yeah, that's, that's breaking news. It added, it, it said rising energy bills and fewer donations have made it too expensive to keep the building operating. Well, they should care. They should uh, keep the lights off. <laughs> you know, yeah, just open it during the day. What are they going to do with all the artifacts? Uh, that's a good question. I can look it up here while you're waiting. You should go to another Jewish museum sure. somewhere, maybe yeah. to the Melbourne yeah. Jewish Museum mm. here in uh, um, Elmer Roads and Kilda. Mm -hmm. While you're looking it up, Gary, um, I've got the time it's to go. So are you going to lighten up the... Uh, well, that's not lightening up the show. You've told us terrible news. Well, I thought I'd add to your twatham. Ah, okay. Good. Well, I haven't started Look, it yet. Uh, but, uh, from the Jewish, I'll, I'll just lighten up for a couple of minutes. Yeah, give us a joke. This is from the Jewish Humour Group on Facebook, which has 224,000 right. members, right. of which I am one, so it's 223,999 plus me, and it's, it, it lists the Jewish text. Texting code. Do you know how you put B T W or L O L on your texts? Right. Do you ever know what they mean? I never know what any of those shortened things are. B T W. By the way, but in the Jewish language or in the in Jewish idiom, it's bring the wheelchair. Right. Okay. 
BYOT. No idea what that means anyway. Bring your own teeth. Yep. And what else? FWB. Friend with beta blocker. Right. FYI. For your indigestion. Oh, well, it's usually for your information. Yes, usually. O-O-M-G. Right. Usually, oh, oh. oh my God. Oh, which is a okay. terrible, terrible saying anyway. Ouch, my groin. R-O-F-L-C-G-U. Oh, right. No, no idea. Rolling on the floor laughing, can't get up. Right. Etc. 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 Right. Okay. So, uh, well, I haven't uh, started rolling on the floor yet, Gary. Uh, well, can't with them all. No, Lord. you can't. What else have you got to tell us? Uh, not much. It's not going much. to rain out. Now the big, the big question is: Are you going to be back here on uh, next Friday, or are you, so. we giving up on you now, Gary? You're uh, you're two to one on coming in next Friday. Two to one on. Yeah, one, one to two. two. To one oh, I don't know. That's, that's, that's a, those, I reckon that's a bad bet. Odds on, look on, Gary used to say. Gary, my turn for Lotto after your big win last week. So, was oh, he, he was the individual that won the $100 million. Were you one of those individuals, Gary, or not? No, there was two people that Two won. from Melbourne, I believe, yeah. No, one from Melbourne, one from Sydney. Okay, right. Uh, you want rest, rest your voice, Gary. Have plenty of chicken soup and whiskey or whatever. All right. And I wish you good shoppers. Thank you. I, I believe it was your birthday this week, Mendel. So yeah. Muzzle, Thank you very birthday. much, Gary. Yes, did you buy him a How many times? How many times can you be fifty-eight? Ich bin einen yes. Member of the of the Cuckers Club. Well, we should change the name of our program. <laughs> AKC. Yeah, alive yeah. and kicking still, Gary. And yeah, very good. All right, I'll All right. Thank you, Sant. A good and shoppers. And uh, keep taking those, uh, the big tablets, not the small <laughs> The small ones won't do anything for you. You've got to take the big ones. Good on you, Gary. Okay. All the best for you. And Mirza uh, Hashem. God willing, we will see you next Friday. Next week. Okay. okay. All the best. Say good Bye. Bye. Well, that was our uh, our great uh, host. Host. Mentor, scholar, and scholar again. in residence. And assistant station manager of this great oh, station, Jay. station manager. Yep. Unbelievable. One day he won't be the assistant anymore. Why? Well, he'll be the station manager. He'll, you I know, don't he'll think be so. the, he'll be the Rue McCoy. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Who's the current station manager? Robert. Ah, oh. a big shout out to Robert. Shabbat oh, shalom. well, Gary will have to take out a contract on him to get that position. <laughs> There'll be no other way. President is uh, Jim Singler. Oh, Jim, yeah, good old Jim. He's yeah. the chair. Chair. That's a and different. Then we got see on. You know, he brings in a chair every time that he wants to come <laughs> in here, because you know we're running short of chairs. We, we're, you know, we're relying on the volunteers. We're anyway, running short of time. We're running short of time. time. Oh my goodness! For Twatum. Okay, let's do Twatum with a bit of music to start. Yeah, with it off. a little bit of music to start it off. Here we go. Come on, please, Twatum.
Here we go. It's good news week. Someone's dropped a bomb somewhere, contaminating atmosphere and blackening the sky. It's good news week. Someone's found a way to give the rotting dead a will to live, go on and never die. Have you heard the news? What did it say? Who's won that race? What's the weather like today? Well, let's get straight into it. Now, uh, can you believe this, Mendel? I keep uh, saying, can you believe this? Can you believe this? Can you believe this? Remember that show, Believe It or Not. Yeah, Believe It or Not. The Jewish Community Council of Victoria, that's the JCCV, has condemned a neo-Nazi event held at a gym in Melbourne's western suburbs last Shabbos. So uh, they didn't go to shul. They went to this gym at the Legacy Boxing Gym in Sunshine West where the European-Australian Movement and National Socialist Network, led by white supremacist Thomas Sewell, were holding a white power-lifting competition. Mm. Um, they're, uh, they're a white supremacist Nazi group, and um, the gym was adorned in neo-Nazi symbols, um, and... Uh, the JCC president, Daniel Aguillon, said it is of great alarm that neo-Nazis continue to hold meetings and events in Melbourne. I mean, it's just incredible that this is allowed. You know, they've got laws that are coming into... Yes, um, with the sale of the uh, all the memorabilia and the salute. Yeah, but it doesn't go far enough. No. It's only limited to certain uh, symbols mm. and certain mm. acts and all this type of stuff. Mm. It's just, uh, I don't know, it's, it's amazing that in a, um, in a country that fought against the Nazis in the Second World War, and we're only talking less than uh, a century ago, that this is continuing to happen. Don't these people realise if they are Australians, as Australians died on the battlefield in World War Two, fighting against the Nazis? Could be some of their relatives, could be some of their fathers. Who knows? It's just despicable. Um, now, a group campaigning in favour of the Indigenous Voice to Parliament referendum has apologised for a tweet that has been labelled anti-Semitic. Auntie Tracy Hanshaw, a, uh, an elder woman who heads the advocacy organisation Justice Aunties, maybe she's not an elder, but she's certainly one of the uh, Awa Bakal, Gaywagal, um, part of the, uh, of the First Nations. Um, she tweeted that... Um, against comments from a right-wing Jewish lobby group, the Australian Jewish Association, the AGA, very well-known association, very right-wing, conservative, pro-Israel. Um, they oppose the voice. And um, she said they should leave their religious views out of the referendum and go back to Jerusalem oh, and continue your attacks on Palestinians. Oh, yeah, what yeah. a despicable comment. And then she came out and said, uh, was, wasn't her intent. She was just responding to the AGA. 
It's Shock. absolutely despicable. I, I don't care whether she apologised, came out and said it wasn't her intent not to uh, say it, voice it, wasn't what she meant, you know. Mm-hmm. They always come out and say this when they're, um, when there's a response against it. We didn't mean it, all this sort of dribble. It's just unbelievable. You don't get away with uh, that sort of comment. Um the next uh, twatum, what have we got? We've got one. I'm going to give yeah, you about ahead. three, and then we're going to have play some music to yep. split the show up a bit. Beautiful Absolutely. Music. That's a good one. And uh, what's in Eretz Yisrael, you've got some events that you can oh, talk about? Absolutely. Well, of course. I've got a couple to mention. You want to go first? No, I'd like... All you. right, look. This whole business is going on in Israel with the... Um, with the judicial overhaul and all this sort of stuff and, uh, you know, whether Benjamin Netanyahu should be the Prime Minister because he's got cases against him for different uh, scenarios. Um, He took a gift from James Packer and all this sort of stuff. Anyway, look, there's so much going on. There's petitions against the law that was recently passed, the unreasonableness law, and... um, it, it just seems like it's a flu, it's it's a it's a fluid scenario that keeps going on and on and on. I think you can actually um, sort of package this up in one scenario. This is a fight between, believe it or not, democracy versus democracy. That's what it's all about here. And yeah, there are side there are side issues and important side issues, you know, to do with Benjamin Netanyahu and to do with um, other actions and uh, comments, etc., etc. But when you really boil it down to, I read an article during the week, and it really hit the nail on the head. And what it is, one party is saying, or one block is saying, that it's undemocratic for the government to act in the way that it's acting. In other words, it's taking away democracy because it's taking away the checks and balances that the people require in terms of the court system, the judicial system. That's one way of looking at it. The other side is saying it's taking away democracy because we're an elected government and so we have the legislative right to pass laws in a legislative manner and we have an unelected body of judges who are going beyond the adjudication power of a court and are stopping or are reversing legislative action. And that's where it really boils down to where does the democracy lie? Does it lie totally in one camp? Does it lie totally in the other camp? Does it lie somewhere in the middle? Do the camps overlap in terms of democracy? And this is the issue. No one really knows how to define it. Yeah, we can look up the Oxford Dictionary, dictionary and it will tell you what democracy is. And I haven't looked it up, to be quite honest. But it'll it'll talk about freedom of opinion, freedom to voice your opinion, to have uh, views that you can 
actually go out in the streets and demonstrate and then stand on a fruit box and um, holler and shout, all this sort of stuff. But at the end of the day, is there a point where you can say that both camps are right or are both camps wrong? Or is there a middle ground? For example, the president, Yitzhak Herzog, is trying to negotiate a middle ground. There are many people, and there are few people that don't say that the judicial system needs to be overhauled. But one side says it's going too far, what the government are doing. The other side says it's not going far enough and we go have to go further. So... This is where I see it, and listen, why don't you ring in on 90692086 and have a voice. This is We're a democratic studio. Mm, really Robert, up. ring in and tell everybody that J-Air is made up of broadcasters mm. and a board and other people involved who come from all different um, sides of the track. Mm-hmm. Some are extreme leftists, some are extreme writers, some are liberal, some are conservative, some are centrist. We, we invite everyone and anyone. You might say, and I hope that I'm saying the right here, uh, the right thing, Robert, but we're really apolitical. Does that mean that we really don't have a political uh, side that we, uh, that we voice uh, as a general scenario for Jair, we accept your comments. Ring us again, 90692086. Have a go. Have a go at me. Don't have a go at Mendel. No, you don't want to have I'm a neutral. go at Mendel. First of all, Mendel, neutral. Mendel's neutral. He's a little guy. Don't bash him, right? Have a go at me. I'm not that big either, Mo- but uh, I've got broad shoulders. Bibi said this week, these new laws will only strengthen democracy, not weaken it, you know? Really? But the majority are saying the opposite, Moisha. You have a poll now, and he wouldn't be elected, and these laws wouldn't be there, you know? Look at all the reservists and the the doctors and the protests. The majority don't want them. But tell me, Moisha, on another topic, what's with this, um, the... In capacity laws, what's that related to? There's big news about that being put off till su- September. The Supreme Court have delayed those. I'll have to look into that. Look one. into that one I'll as have well. To look in. Yeah. And the other thing to mention, um, just a little bit away from that, I have heard about it, but I haven't actually researched yeah, it much because I know it's being held off for a while. Yeah. Early in the week, we had yeah. some, um, again, terror attacks. The first one up oh, north. Um, everywhere, everywhere. In a lot Ma'ale Adumim. It's in the West Bank. I've actually yeah. been there. It's a beautiful city. Yeah. Uh, the thing that really got to me that, uh, and I haven't been there for a long time, but when I drove or I was taken by a guide, it's got beautiful, beautiful little 
poppy-like flowers mm. in the middle of a broad entrance to two-way um, a roadway. And it's so beautiful, the whole area there. And we still have... And it's doctors. a large city. There's yeah. tens and tens and tens of thousands that live there. There were six wounded there in yep. a drive-by shooting. Yep. And the next night in the Jordan Valley, yep. a, another shooting attack, uh, an Israeli woman was uh, seriously hurt. Yep. The, the attacks continue, Moshe, you know? Yep. This is where we need to uh, p- reflect on, you know? Well, why? Why? <laughs> yes. Well, it's going. Of course, it's going yeah. on in the U.S. as well. We've got so many shootings, but shootings against synagogues. We got the guy uh, who was uh, the um, one, the Pittsburgh. worst, the worst um, shooting in the history of the U.S. in Pittsburgh at a synagogue there, the Tree Eleven of Life, and died, uh, he's yeah. been sentenced to death. Yeah. Um, the other, th- it's just, uh, uh, it's just incredible. Before we go into a music yep. break, we'll come back to Twitter in a minute. There was news this week about an IDF veteran set, setting himself alight. Yeah, self-immolation. A caliph, Bar Caliph, or something. Yeah, he's died. What was? Why? Okay, so the, the situation is, is he a protest? No, 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 no. The guys had mental issues for ah, a long time. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. put in a claim. Uh, he was an IDF soldier. He put in yeah. a claim for uh, special uh, concessions, entitlements to do with post-traumatic disorder, mm. and he was rejected. And uh, But he has had mental issues, um, so he did uh, self-immolate and mm. ended up in hospital, but unfortunately he has passed away. The other bit, before, before we go into the music, Morris, they're talking about... Uh Citibank, yeah, the US. Citibank has reducing lowered the growth forecast. Correct, from uh, in In the freeze down into the high twos, percentage wise. uh, That'll no doubt uh, bring Israel's credit rating way down because of all these events. Yep, and that's been done by Moody's and other other, uh, agencies as well. That's my little shtick on Okay, just a few other, just to. uh, Do you want to have a break before we hit the other topic? Yes, then I can can have a bit Bit of of good music. Play. Uh, vodka. Yep, press okay. play and let's see what happens. Okay. One second, let me put the. And you're listening to 10K Radius on JR 88 FM. Here we go, a bit of. Uh, you'll know this song. Oh, this is fantastic. Live on, on JR 88 FM. 10K on, Radius. Give us a dance. Presented by Eminem with Morris Mond at the panel.
back on Tango Radius on JA88FM. Hope you enjoyed that bit of music. They sound like the Bee Gees, but they're not actually the Bee Gees, Morris. Who That's the Australian Bee Gees show. I happened to see them live at Crown Casino a few years ago here in Melbourne. They are fantastic. You think you're, you're seeing the real thing. They're perfect, as you can hear on one of the tracks here. Do yourself a favour, go and see them. They tour the world. They're always playing in the States and in Asia. The Australian Bee Gees show. The Bee Gees, I I reckon, were one of the greatest groups of all time. Uh, They were born in London, but they came Mm. to Australia. The four brothers, uh, don't forget. And lived in Brisbane, I believe. Uh, Yeah, correct. we, we, we say that they are an Australian band group mm-hmm. because obviously they started their musical careers here in Australia. Yeah, brilliant. But yes. what a brilliant combination of voices. Oh, the and harmony. The harmony oh, yeah. was just and don't forget pitch perfect. The writing that Barry Gibb did for yeah. other artists, Barbara Streisand, oh, and all the top look, names. They were yeah. just unbelievable. Dolly Parton, they wrote for. They Boy, amazing. And he's oh, still going. Boy. Barry Gibb's still performing. Is he? The Drabreed is gestorben. He started yeah, with yeah, Andy they, Gibb, very yeah. young. And then the other brother, what yeah. was his name, that wasn't part of the band. Yeah, Andy. I just Andy, mentioned him. Andy, he, Andy, he died so, young yeah. in yes. his 30s. Yeah. Yep, um, well, Morris, Robin and Barry. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, uh, Morris passed away. Not this Morris. No, not <laughs> me. Different spelling anyway. Morris Gibb was the keyboard yep. player, etc. And then yep. uh, Robin, the yep. high, high-toned, pitched voice. Yep, yep. Great track, Morris. Incredible. Thank you for that. Oh, I love that. Absolutely. Now, back to uh, Quatum. Back to Quatum. Do you know that uh, there's been a study on how much exercise you should do in order to stay healthy and fit? No. Um, there's a professor in Israel, Ora Paltiel, she uh, did a study, uh, she uh, looked at this study and she said that some exercise is better than doing no exercise and the study actually came out and said that just doing four minutes of exercise a day is enough to improve your health and well-being right through the roof. So look, I spend about Oh, at least 20 minutes getting out of bed. <laughs> so I reckon I'm well past the four minutes, <laughs> right? So I've done the exercise for the day. Uh, professor, uh, I'm, uh, I'm going to be fit and healthy at least until midnight tonight. Uh, oh, so there you go. 15 capitalistic. Four minutes. That's it. Four minutes. Just What's four minutes? Yeah. Takes me that long to get out of my pyjamas. <laughs> Anyway, so uh, what what other twats have we got here? Um, I'm leaving the best one for the last, which is quite funny. But anyway, um, let's have a look. Uh, oh yeah, we had a uh, we had a minister, the heritage minister Amichai Eliyahu. He's saying, you know that there's a line. It's called the Green Line, yes, which is between the uh, the West Bank and uh, what he calls Samaria and Judea, which mm. is the biblical name for That's the right. West Bank, etc. He calls it fictitious. So there's no such thing as a line. There's no demarcation because, according to the Torah, and of course this minister is from the uh, 
the religious uh, side of politics, he says uh, there's no line because the whole of that area is part of Israel. How can you line it off? There's no demarcation points. Blue line as well goes into that thing. Well, there you go. The blue one. Remember we spoke about it up on the Golan Heights in Syria? Lebanon still uh, disputing all this. Um, Now, they're going to be spending... Well, the... uh, just let me uh, find it here while I'm finding that one. Uh, just bear with me. That's all right, uh, yes, it? okay. You have now, it there? Yes, there's a plan. There's a plan being mooted. It's only being mooted, right, to connect Kiryat Shmona, which is right in the north yeah. of Israel, to a lot right in the south by uh, this uh, fast rail. Mm. Um, supposedly it's only going to take a couple of hours or so or maybe four hours, I'm not too sure it's either two hours or four hours uh, depends whether the uh, the train driver's got his foot on, right down on the <laughs> pedal I suppose but anyway, from Kiryachmona to Elat and it's going to cost uh, a few pennies and they reckon they can even push the line across into Saudi Arabia if they do a deal with the Saudis um, and it's going to connect to all of the Mediterranean ports from Ashdod up to Haifa, and it's going to be a beauty. But uh, no one knows how it's going to get funded. No one knows when it's going to happen. Um, and uh, But Bibi came out and he said, I've got good news. We're going to have a fast rail line. Now, I think they've talked about a fast rail line between Tel Aviv and Jerusalem and others and so forth. I think there might actually be a fast rail between Tel Aviv and Jerusalem. I'm not too sure. But anyway, between Tel Tel Aviv and other areas. But um, to cut to the chase, um, we'll look look towards that like the fast rail that's supposed to have happened 50 years ago between Melbourne and Brisbane or between Melbourne and Sydney. Never happened. And the airport one as well. And the airport one. Well, Henry Bolte was supposed to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's, he's only known by a bridge to now, yeah, nowadays. That's right. Anyway, um, we've got the first in the world in Israel. It's always in Israel. You know, they always say could never happen other than in Texas. But here it's always happening in Israel. The first AI, you'll be interested in this. In fact, J.E. will be interested in this. Uh, Listen to this, Robert. The first AI um, broadcast using avatars. It's called ACT News, and it looks like it could be the future of the news. In other words, we won't be sitting here, Mendel, Gary, you don't have to come in next Friday. We're going to make an avatar of you, and people can go onto the internet, and it'll look like you. Yeah. It'll sound like you. It will almost be like you, but it won't be you. Oh, yeah. Right? And everything will be pre-recorded. Mm. And so you'll be able to do your research. You'll have plenty of time. We won't be have to look up at the clock all the time, and it'll run smoothly. And there you go. We could be an AI broadcast, 10K radius. What do you think of that, Gary, if you're listening in? I think he's gone to sleep. He's had, <laughs> he's had 50, 50 shots of uh, schnapps. <laughs> anyway, um, that's that one. Now, um, I'll finish off. I'll finish off. There's a lot of others. Oh, there's so many. But I'll finish off with this one. Um, 
that uh, do you know what matkot are? How do you spell that? Well, in English, M-A-T-K-O-T, matkot, right? It's a Hebrew word meaning a racket or a paddle, Uh, right? Um, Yeah, matkot. So on America's Got Talent, this has just come across the uh, the airways last day or two, America's Got Talent, they had an Israeli trio. They called them the Israeli Circus Trio. Maybe the circus performers or they just look like a circus act. And uh, they came out in, well, they said they're nude, but let me tell you, they were completely nude. Completely nude. And the only thing that was hiding their, uh, what we call their privates, right, um, is that they were carrying matkot, which are like, you could almost say like uh, table tennis uh, uh, bats, right, but much larger, right, right? the size of a squash racket, right? And they got little handles, and they had them in front of their privates, right? Uh, now, um, they got, uh, well, they, there was shocks in the crowd, and the judges were shocked and in awe. But actually, at the finish, they got, uh, you know, and America's got talent. There are four judges, and they have to uh, give them uh, crosses for no to progress or ticks. And they all got four ticks. And uh, they actually dropped. They have to actually hit a uh, like a squash ball between the between the matcot that are held by these three guys. Right, that's the game of matcot. Oh, I'll wow. explain matcot in a second how it works. And uh, they actually dropped their matcot, but <laughs> fortu- fortuitously they happened to be turning around to pick up. The uh, the squash ball and all you saw was their uh, their rears. So uh, and then they quickly uh, left the stage and they got dressed up in pink dressing gowns. But uh, there you go. That uh, America's Got Talent. But to explain Matcott, the rules are simple. There aren't any. <laughs> um, in in the US in the US it's called Kadima. And if you've ever watched um, um, shows or uh, documentaries or anything on the news on the beach at Tel Aviv or some of the other beaches, you'll see um, you'll see people playing matkot with the uh, tap paddles and a uh, a softball, and uh, really all it's about is hitting the ball to each other as long as you can. And in competitions, in 2000, the, there was the first Matkot competition um, and there's been a national competition in Tel Aviv on the beach. The, in Brazil, it's called Fresco Ball. In the uh, US, I said Kadima. And it's won by the, the team that uh, keeps the ball from falling on the sand at the beach where they play it um, on the ground. So the longer that you actually keep it in the air, that's uh, that's it. Like that's volleyball. It. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. But, with a bat. but without a net. Oh, no net. Right, there's no net. They just hit it to each other, and obviously they determine how far away they uh, they stand from each other, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But that's Matkot, and uh, yes, the Israelis did well on America's Got Talent in the nude, okay. and that is Twatum. For another week. Beautiful, Moshe. A tiny bit of music and we'll continue the show. We're going to play a little music to get into our next segment. 
Yes, and let me put the forget, CD uh, on. don't forget the great organisation Hatsola. 1800 613 613. Just one second. Yeah. We're going to play another track, Moisha. Have you done it? No. I'm yeah. going to set it up for you now. He hasn't put... You know, it's like uh, putting the lens on a camera yeah. and then you've kick, uh, clicked the go. best landscapes here we go, Moisha, and you've got nothing and to show. He hasn't put the CD bit. in the and player. Here but right. here we go. That's it. We're doing old Have school you hit rock. Old school rock. Oh, you got me hipping and hopping and... Uh, oh, this is fantastic. Gary, wake up. We've got some good music playing. Atlanta Rhythm Section. Wow. A blast from the past. Wow. Last quarter of an hour on 10K Radius. Little talk review. I went to Fiddler on the Roof last night, Moshe. Yes, how was it? And you told me to do a little bit of a shtickle review. Now, this is at the Alex Theatre? The Alex Theatre, which is in uh, Fitzroy Street, St Kilda. The first time I've been there. Great theatre. It runs until August the 13th. Beautiful. Based on the book by Joseph Stein, music by Jerry Bock, and the lyrics by Sheldon Harnick. And uh, it was a great production. I was very impressed. Everybody came away f- ha- f- filled with happiness. You know, good feel feeling because it was a three-hour show. Wow. Fantastic. And you didn't go to sleep? Never, my show. I was up in the balcony, beautiful seats, ah. celebrating my Yom HaLedit. And, and just a little bit of facts and figures. I, I know you like facts and figures on, on all these shows. Yeah. Originally, this Fiddle on the Roof started in 1964, and it was the longest-running show at its time on Broadway. It ran for 
about 10, 11 years till a, sh- till a production called Grease took over from it, remember? Yes. And from then on, you look at the movie. Most people have seen the movie, which came out in 1971. Fantastic Absolute movie. classic I movie. cry every yeah. time. And uh, just a brief summary on the show. Um, set in probably in, in a town in Ukraine, I reckon, because Sholem Aleichem had a lot to do with the writing. Well, they say a Russian shtetl. Shtetl, yeah. And a tefka. Exactly, Moshe. Anatevka, at that time, 1905, run by imperialist Russia, and it talks about the famous Tevia, the milkman, and his five daughters, and his wife, Goldie. Classic story, and... um, in the end, the Tsaraviks, the Jews, and the programs from the Shtetl. The the usual story. The usual story, and you've got the Shadchan Yentel there, and uh, what happens is, Moshe, as everybody knows, the three oldest... uh, D- daughters want to marry for love, not for guilt, yeah, don't they? And the and the and Tevi, he was not a happy man. Yeah. But in the end, a great all-time classic, isn't it? You know, you've Absolutely. got to see. I went to see actually Topple in Melbourne. Oh, you can't beat Topple you know, at and, the uh, uh, theatre in the city. Yes, yeah, and it was unbelievable. Yeah, the late this Topple was many a years ago. Now let's give a shout out to some of the people behind the production. Yep. It's directed by Adrian Glaubert and Sarah. Uh, Glaubert original choreography was uh, reduced by uh, uh, again the Glaubert's and Bridal Clark musical direction by Kent Ross fantastic orchestra backing them vocal direction by Adrian Glaubert this, we must have them in the studio found, find out about this Absolutely. famous f- family. Based, produced on the New York stage by Harold Prince, as I mentioned, and uh, a lot. Shalom Aleichem has a lot to do with the writing of the story with some of his Yeah, characters. so it still runs until August the 13th, and you can still book. And you go on to MLOC. OC, it's, a, it's staged by MLOC Productions. That's right. And you go on to M. M for Mary, L for Leonard, O for Orange, C for Charles, dot org, dot au. Yeah, and that's um, the Music Theatre International Australia, they're known by. This is fantastic. And tickets from $50, $65 top tickets. Here. Absolute. Do yourself a favour, go and see Fiddler on the Roof. Absolutely. Boy, and just to let you know, there is a concert, Simon and Garfunkel story, two Yiddish boys from Queens, New York. Uh, how how famous were they? How fantastic Ooh, were their songs? That's a story in a half. Sound of Silence, week. Mrs. Robinson, Bridge Over Troubled Water. Wasn't that brilliant, Mendel? Oh, yeah. um, and that's going to take place at Hamer Hall on August the 8th. Uh, I believe there is also another show later on in August. Um, so looking forward to that. Mendel. Ballarat Shul. Yes. Shabbos Give in Ballarat. Plug. Give me Ballarat a plug. Hebrew Congregation is hosting its Onyx Shabbat service at 10.30 a.m., followed by a Kiddush. And if you want to inquire about it, ring up Maxwell here, Max Lasky, 0418-335-446, or just go on to Ballarat Synagogue. Dot org. org be beautiful. Yep. Listen, Morris, I'm advertising it like this. Traditional Hamish services. Come up and support this 162-year-old shul and you may find gold. Spiritual Absolutely. and material wealth. I just want to mention one last uh, thing. A Scopus musical. Yes. Um, 
It's going to there's a production of Ken Ludwig's Treasure Island, and uh, it's going to take place from August the sixth to the ninth in the Beeson Family Performing Arts Centre on the Gandal campus there in Burwood. Tickets, scopus.vic.edu.au forward slash tickets or just ring up 9834 0080. Go for it, Mendel. Moisha, time to talk Torah, Aussie style. And tomorrow we read the Sedra Akev. And just to mention your late... Brother Nathan, who was part of 10K Radius for many years, this is his parasha. That's it. And he said to me every year, this is my parasha. And I think in the days at Q, he did laning and haftorah. Correct. And he was, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, the late Rabbi Jacob Schreiber. That's it. Was his mentor. Yep. We think of Nathan every day, actually. He's a git the mensch given. Akev, which actually means heal as well, Moshe, doesn't it? Um could mean you're a, you're a blooming healer. <laughs> Not healing but, force. Yeah. No. Um, the Hebrew word akev actually, yeah, as I mentioned, heal. And, and it refers to the end of days, the period right before the coming of Mashiach and the final redemption. And our sages uh, counseled us to, uh, they say in inverted commas, anticipate the footsteps of Mashiach. At present, we can hear their faint echo and begin to appreciate Mashiach's light on this with this particular sedra. The Semicha des Mashiach's, we're on the footsteps, aren't we, Moshe? That's one little aspect I got from yep. the sedra. Yep. And it says there in, uh, in the early part of the sedra, man does not live by al, by bread alone. By using that preposition al, which literally means above, Correct me if I'm right in that, in Ivrit, al, yep. rather than the term belechem, yep. with bread. The Torah alludes to the purpose of life. A person must eat in order to live and not live in order to eat. You know, a lot of people go out there, fras. Yeah, this it's is all about materialism. Exactly, yep. Moshe. I'm going to get you to say a few words first. Yeah. Uh, uh, first, before I just have a quick uh, look through the Sedra, and it says here, uh, let me see, begins with the verse, and it shall come to pass because, that's another translation of Akev. Akev, if you will listen and obey these ordinances, the laws, and keep, and do them, then the Lord, your God, will keep unto you the covenant and the kindness which he vowed unto you, into, unto your fathers, and he will love you and he will multiply you. That's what it says in the opening verses. The Torah tells us plainly that obedience to God's mitzvahs, his commandments, will be rewarded by Hashem's blessings. That This theme, namely, that God's blessings are direct connected with obedience to his laws runs through the entire Sedra as well as right through the whole Torah, especially the book of Devarim. And Rashi calls attention to the unusual expression. Uh, the word Akev, it, it would have been simpler to use the word Im, Morris, if, if you listen. Yeah. But uh, Rashi explains that Akev as I mentioned, means footsteps or heels, hints at the so-called small mitzvahs that uh, a a person must carelessly, uh, he may 
you know, trample under his boots, under his heels, especially while going after bigger things. Thus Rashi reads into the text also the following meaning. If you will keep even the small mitzvahs which people sometimes trample underfoot, then Hashem will reward you in kind. Over to you, Moshe. Reb Moshe. Well, look, a couple of important messages from this uh, weekly reading, the Sedra. Um, Akev, Mendel, when you look at a uh, a good-looking uh, person, mm. I won't say woman, Shana but Mendel. it could be any, right? Yeah. And then there's another one walking next to that person who isn't as good-looking at the f- as the first one, right? And you say to yourself, you can't help just thinking, what a good-looking wo- woman and what a bad... Lo- you know, ugly-looking person, right? So at the end of the day, you're, you're differentiating based on looks, correct? correct? Right? Yep. Look down at their heels. And what <laughs> yeah. do you see? Exactly the same body formation. Mm. There's no adornment. There's no colour. Mm. different. You know, it's like things have equaled out as you go down right, to the heel. And that's what this is all about, that we are all equal. We all are part of God's, we are made in God's image, right? So Akev signifies equality through the, the heel. The heel also represents a part of the body where you walk, right? It's part of the foot, right? And the obvious thing message is through Akev, the heel, through walking, is that you're actively performing the mitzvot, right? It's no good just sitting down and not doing anything. Mm. You have to be positive, you have to be active, you have to be out there. You have to do your four minutes exercise, <laughs> exactly. right? You yeah. can't do two, you can't do three. Yeah. You have to be, you do at least four. And uh, so at the end of the day, that's the message. Beautiful. The two very important things in the Sedra, uh, apart from many others, are the Sheva Minim, the seven species. Mm. We'll talk about that another time. And also the second chapter of the Shema, right, Ooh. to listen. And that is a very, very important part mm. of our uh, ideology is that not only do we have to do, but we have to listen. Na'aseh v'nishma. And when we listen, we have to take it in, take it we in, have to internalize it, it yeah. and we have to think about it mm. and get to from knowledge that we get from hearing to the next Action. stage, which is understanding. Yeah. That way, through a quality and through these important concepts, we can come together as a nation and all the things that are happening in Israel will be overturned in a wink oh and we will become... An um, Am Yisrael Chai Mendel, you've got some Yiddish. Yiddish Don't I don't know, I think you've forgotten. Mention, give Q a shout out. There's Shabbatons this week, starting tonight. Absolutely. Tomorrow. A big shout out to Rabbi Shmuley Feldman. Get on board, look up their website. Q Hebrew Congregation. You'll Absolutely. see it. Google it. You've yep. Fantastic dinners and lunches. Ah. Help, help. Help support the Kachila. Bit of Yiddish Moshe in Savinchen, alle Ziehers, a Gitke Ben Shabbos, alle Salzang gesinnt und starrig mit Redner Puvert in Yiddish. Some of the common expressions. Here's one for you, Moshe. Yeah. Er ist ein großer Zerleiger. 
He's what a big. Uh, he's a big. Um, uh, he's a big shot. A big shot. Sarcastically said. Yeah. He's a goise. It's a Laker. Let's get a few more. Uh, a glick off deer. That's an easy one to turn. Yeah, that's a, a glick a gl- off deer. Yeah, on you uh, to be a glick is uh, happiness is luck. luck. Good luck yeah. to you. Yeah, Sometimes you. also used sarcastically about minor good fortunes, big thing. You know, big thing. Yeah. Uh, let's have a look. A langaloksh. <laughs> that's a long noodle. Well, yeah, yeah. or <laughs> he's tall, a tall, a bloke, tall person, 